0: Welcome to the Nearing Wild Pod, an unfiltered podcast about deep soul-level healing, getting to know your true self, and how to change your reality. Have some fun and raise your consciousness with me. Hello, hello. This is Jen from Nearing Wild. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. This is a two-part series about Roe versus Wade. If you have not heard the first episode or seen the first episode, feel free to go back and listen or watch now, but you absolutely do not need to. It is not a prerequisite. These are really two different topics, two different conversations about the overturning of Roe versus Wade. So last week, I talked about what is really going on in the grand scheme of things and the reason why it's happening now. But this week, today, I'm going to be talking about how this overturning is not just a woman's rights issue because that's what people are calling it. And it's not. And I don't believe that this is the case at all, which is why I'm going to talk you through that. This affects everyone. So especially if you don't identify as a woman, especially if you don't identify as a woman, this is for you. If you have children, this is for you. If you are living and breathing and have a human body. This is for you. I'm going to end this a little bit differently. This podcast, this episode with a little card pull. I just felt like this was something that was needed for this episode to close down this two-parter. And I'm going to pull an Oracle card for anyone who's watching and, or listening from a deck that I have called the divine feminine And it's a beautiful deck. It is by Megan Watterson, I believe. I'll show it to you if you're watching at the end. And I'm going to be connecting to anyone who's watching or listening and asking for a message that you need to hear. And when you hear it, when you see it, it will be the right time for you. So, whatever you identify as, I hope that you continue listening because this is for you. So I'm going to start with a little backstory, a little bit of a refresher that most of us probably already know, but I really want to set a foundation for you to see where all of this began and how it has grown into where it is now. So many, many years ago, women were highly revered. We were recognized for Our wisdom, our superpowers, what we brought to the world, it was really held with a high esteem, right? We were highly regarded. We were respected. We were healers and nurturers and divinely guided and so connected to our true selves. We were really, really in alignment. And eventually, a woman's body, who, by the way, literally carried and created human life became the property of man. So from there, we were just looked at as less than in society. And I'm sure we all know what happened, that it got bad. I don't need to get too deep into it, but women were burned at the stake. We were sentenced. We were literally killed for the strengths that were formerly praised. It's wild just to think about that. Women were silenced and forced to really abandon our true selves, to abandon the gifts that were so connected with being a divine feminine, which is really separate from the divine masculine, obviously. And I actually did a podcast on this, I think maybe a couple episodes ago, if you feel like listening to that, we were forced to abandon the feminine and therefore take on the masculine. And that's the society that we all know today. We are very masculine based we are production focused we are logic based we teach doing versus being we have really just shifted from equal energies to the masculine based for the most part and slowly yes we did shift away from women being severely looked at as less than and we got a lot of our rights back sure but we were convinced that things were equal I mean, they never were equal. They never got back to where it was before. And this overturning is a really great example of why that obviously is not the case, right? So I'm going to shift directions because this isn't really about women's rights. Like I said, almost everyone knows this affects women. That is not something that no one is talking about. Everyone is talking about how women are so important and, um, that women's rights are important. And I completely agree, but this is more than that. This affects men, this affects children and pretty much everyone. So during the process of looking down on women for being women, naturally what happens is anything that's feminine or typically womanly has carried the weight of shame along with it. Right. So that is anything like having emotions, feeling, being compassionate, being nurturing or nurtured, being psychic or intuitive, being soft, surrendering anything that is in line with being the feminine versus the masculine. So since women have been forced to be something that we weren't in order to survive, this means abandoning our our true selves and, and who we really are. And not even being able to recognize what our gifts are. The problem with that is this makes every single person suffer, right? In in so many ways. These are things that everyone needs, especially, especially as children. In the most formative years, boys and girls, when we are learning who to be, who we are, who we are not, what our role is in the world, why we are here. We're learning our purpose, how to feel, how to move through emotions, how to communicate, have proper conversations, relationships, how to love ourselves, all of these things. These are things that everyone needs growing up. So we have children being raised without the motherly, more feminine aspects that they really need without the nurturing, the care, the deep trust, the feeling of being really seen for who they are. And children who are being raised without a mother who knows their purpose. And we wonder, it's funny why people wonder this. We wonder why people are suffering and feeling too much or completely numbing out and being emotionally unavailable or maybe reactive when we aren't setting a foundation for success in that area. Like, no wonder people are suffering. And then there's shame. But There's not many other options when we don't have a society that allows for this foundation to be laid in the way that it needs to be. Women are not able to be who we need to be to embody these things, to teach it to the children that come after us, the children that are around us, whether they are our children or just the children of the future, because women typically weren't taught it either. We can't teach what we didn't learn. And this has been going on for centuries. It didn't just start with, you know, our parents or grandparents. And this is really taught everywhere, mostly subconsciously, but in families, in society, in the media, this is very quietly put into place. So do you see how this is literally passed down over and over and there's really no other way around it until you start to make some changes so when a woman has to deny her true self she can't show her children that she can't show her children that she even knows who she truly is because she doesn't know and children are raised to not be able to embrace the side either so people don't know who they are what their purpose is and I'm just going to talk specifically about boys for a second, then I'll go to girls. But boys need to have their mother in their own power, just as much as they need to see their father in their own power and their fully surrendered self to give them the love that they need so that they can grow up to be connected to that side of themselves as well, right? So that's to relate and to trust other women, to create partnership, to have healthy relationships, to truly know and love their own self, to be able to connect to his emotions and know that what he's feeling is okay and that it's okay to be expressed. She shows boys, both children, a different kind of love and a different kind of power as boys become men, it doesn't allow the men to be fully expressed. It reinforces the belief that vulnerability and compassion and anything typically feminine is weak or lesser them. So they will abandon this side of themselves. They're going to feel shameful for it, hide it. However, that comes out for you. That might be a little bit different from one person to the next. And This affects boys because it leaves them feeling disempowered. They have a loss of identity or a false sense of power. Like we're seeing in the world right now, it really forces them into misalignment into something that they are not. And girls, girls need to have their mother in their own power to be able to believe in themselves, to see their own true power, to know their place in the world, to be able to even recognize what makes her unique, what makes her special, the medicine that she brings to the world. And that's most likely so, so different from what she's being shown right now, what she is made to believe. She might not even know what her strengths are. A lot of people grow up and don't know who they are. They don't know what their strengths are because of this. Children need to see their mother and their father standing in their unique power, both leading from completely different places, but together. They need to see responsibility. They need to see mutual respect. And it's all about duality, right? These children grow up to be people who are emotionally invalidated. So we either deny our own feelings, hate ourselves for the amount of feelings that we do have. That was me, by the way. Whatever it is, it ends up in a deep internal struggle with who they are. They'll have unhealthy relationships and probably have no idea why. And the thing is, this can be freaking prevented. (laughs) That is the most frustrating part. If we just create that foundation and allow women to step into their power to also stand by the divine masculine and help raise each other up. That is creating the foundation that is necessary. It's confusing because there's so much more information out there now about mental health, that it's okay to talk about your feelings and it's okay to not be okay and share your feelings, be vulnerable, but we aren't allowing our children to have a foundation for that. Right? So Don't tell a man it's okay to feel his feelings while you are currently disempowering women and quietly telling the world that anything that coincides with feminine energy is weaker. That literally does not make sense. It doesn't start at the end. This is something that I always say it doesn't start by helping the children and adults who aren't coping, the people who are struggling. It has to be prevented. We can't just create services that help people who are struggling when we could create a foundation for people so that they don't struggle. And it does not happen from silencing women. That is a huge part of this. Remember that from the very beginning, the goal was division, right? That is why at some point, men decided that they had to own women's bodies, women in general, because, because of our power, if I'm being honest. But that came from a place of disempowerment. That came from this goal of division. Because people were scared of what can come if women are fully in their power, if we do unite if women are able to recognize how much strength and power and energy that they have, if we stand in that and recognize our own medicine and what we can bring to the world, oof, it's a lot and it's, it's scary, right? But the only way we can flow harmoniously and grow the way that we're supposed to as souls with human bodies is to both be in our power, men and women, to both both embody the masculine and the feminine fully. And this comes from a place of respect and reconnecting. And I actually read a post recently by Laura the Woken Mind, and the beginning of it said, when the divine feminine fully grounds in the collective, we will see the fall of the toxic masculine and the structures that he creates. And I love that so much. So keep allowing the divine feminine to rise, make room for the divine feminine to stand in her power, to be able to be her. And this also makes room for the divine masculine too, because when the toxic masculine is in charge, neither can rise, right? So how do we actually start to do this? First, listen to the last couple of podcasts that I have posted about the mother wound and the masculine and feminine energies. Even the previous part one of this series can help you as well. Um, but recognize that the way we treat, I want to put this in quotes, her is a reflection of the way we treat ourselves. So when I say her, that means women in society, that's everyone. It's a reflection of the way we treat ourselves because it's all about nurturing and, and love. And if you are not able to recognize and allow that in someone else, that's reflective of yourself. So if you're a woman, begin doing the work of deconditioning all of the bullshit you've taken on all of the bullshit that you probably don't even recognize that you believe you can begin to remother yourself, learn to heal and get to know who you really are deep down in your core, not who you were forced to be or who you were taught that you should be and work on your self-worth, your self-trust. These are so, so important. And Also begin to speak up for yourself, even when it's freaking scary, right? My energy is with you. And if you need courage, you can take it from me (laughs) and men do the same healing work, start to decondition what you have been told, get to know yourself emotionally on a deep level and remove the shame that you might have around that. This does affect boys and girls differently in massive ways. So being able to work through that is going to be really helpful. Beginning to work through any shame that's connected to that. Also allow women to speak always and use your voice to actually make a change. And if you're struggling with everything that's going on in the world, especially with the overturning, I know it's been a little bit of time now, but my biggest piece of advice for you is to shut off the outside world. Maybe do a social media detox. Remove anyone that makes you feel like shit, or, you know, block people, mute them, whatever it is. Just shut off the outside world, get quiet connect back to yourself and do some nurturing, get outside, go for walks, take a bath, do some painting, connect to your body, dance, sing, scream, whatever it is, relax and turn off your phone and really reconnect to your heart. Get outside of your freaking head because that is where all of this suffering is. And if you haven't heard my first episode of the series go back to listen I hope that that can help you in some way okay I'm gonna do this card pull. I'm so excited for anyone watching the YouTube this is the deck so the divine feminine by Megan Watterson I'm gonna connect to the collective please give me a message that anyone who's listening or watching this right now needs to hear when they listen or watch Mm, I love this. So the card is brigid and it says the goddess of the eternal flame. I am an eternal flame. And each day my light grows brighter. There's that moment when you're making your way through the dark. And suddenly after what feels like days or months, or even years, a ray of light comes through to you. A lightning happens. Each step isn't quite as hard to make as the one before, and you feel a great shift begin. As if now you're headed towards something new, something even brighter. Brigid is the essence of that first flame, that first ray of light. Brigid reminds us that the darkness never lasts. Brigid's external flame represents the truth that the light never leaves us and can never be extinguished. It simply gets obscured or blocked from us. She reminds us that every day is actually filled with light. There are many days and and times in our lives when we endure thick cloud cover, when that flame that exists within us is blocked by pain or confusion. Bridget is the sweet sound that reaches us in the dark and reminds us that we have never been on this journey alone. Bridget is our sign that the dawn is here because we have made it through the dark winter, We can lift our head. The healing has happened and now each day is bound to be brighter. Oh, I love that. And a soul voice meditation that's connected to this. It says, what allows me to feel light more often every day? I just love that this is so timely with everything that we're talking about, that darkness does come, but it does not last forever. And it also serves a purpose, but This is confirmation that things are changing. Things are shifting. That's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for joining me. And remember, if you like this, please leave me a five-star review. And I want to give you a gift for it. You can screenshot it, post it, and tag me on social media or email me, and I will pull a card that's specific for you from your higher self, from your soul guides, from your soul team, a message that your soul wants you to hear right now. I love doing these so much. They are so much fun, and they are often exactly what we need to hear in the moment. Okay. I love you all. Thank you so much for being with me. And now it is time for you to put down your phone and get outside. I will talk to you next week.